Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. We have talked a lot in a lot of different episodes about working with a developer, and I'm hoping if you guys are still listening to these episodes that you might be ready to give it a try. Uh, But I know that there is still so much to prepare for and know before your first collaboration to kind of just avoid intimidation in general or complete disasters that we've all heard about with poor designers, you know, not knowing what they're getting into, collaborating with maybe the wrong developer. But a big challenge in, you know, a smooth collaboration is knowing what to quote your client and keeping that quote constant throughout the project because we never want to have to go back to a client partway through design or once development starts and tell them that, oh, by the way, it's going to cost $500 more, just thought you should know. So today we're going to go over six questions that you can ask your clients before getting a quote from your developer to help the quote you give them stay the same and not budge throughout the project. I think this is such an important one to cover for those people who, like you said, might be ready to make the leap and work with a developer because it's one thing to kind of assume or know like the base prices that a developer would charge. But something that I learned and I learned kind of quickly with you is that some fancy features are going to cost you extra dollars. Mm -hmm. So it's good to know those kind of things because yes, you have a base, I quote idea, but that can and probably will change depending on what you need to do for your client. So I definitely think this is a good one for anyone who's like, okay, I'm going to work with a developer on my next project for sure. Listen to this. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's hard to do. If, if it's one of your first times, you might not realize that something like doing something fancy with tags takes a whole bunch more time in development. Or that your developer, aka someone like me, friggin' hates sliders with a passion. Um, and your client needs to understand this too, because going through the project, they might request something that they think is super simple or maybe even standard. And if you come back to them and be like, okay, yeah, we can do that, but it's going to be X amount extra. That's going to feel really kind of gross to them. We don't want to have to do that. We want to set the right expectations right from the beginning. And when you're asking the questions we're about to go over, it will help them understand that, okay, these are the types of things that they need to know. It's probably going to cost more um, if I need these things in the future also. So it's just good for setting expectations as well as helping with that initial quote. Well, and I think going off of what you were just saying, I think it's good to um, 
know these things before you're getting started so that you can have the best quote and most accurate based on what you're going to do instead of potentially putting yourself in a situation where you didn't realize like that this was going to be something special for your developer to do so you were just like sure yeah I can do that when your client requested it and then your developer was like I'm not doing this slider without an extra three hundred dollars So then you either have to eat that cost or go back to your client and be like, remember that really awesome slider you wanted? Well, yeah, now that's going to cost extra or we have to take that away. Mm -hmm. So even if you're put in that position during the project where they're asking for something extra, you can know right away, okay, this is going to cost more just so you know, and then you can help them make that decision from there. Yeah, exactly. So let's dive into these questions, and I'm sure we'll be able to get into a little more depth here. Um, But the first question, super simple, what websites are your clients looking at for inspiration? And you might not think that your developer cares or needs to know about this kind of thing, but it can give a lot of hints towards the complexity of what the final design is gonna look like, as well as any just special features that your client didn't think to mention. Um, I can. I learned to ask this question the hard way in a project late last year. Um, I didn't ask for inspiration websites before, and then I got this mock-up after I had already given a quote, and you guys, I just probably about fell out of my chair. Like, it was the most complex design I've ever seen, crazy special features, blog posts had to be broken up into sections for me to put full with sections of, like, click-to-tweets in between. Like, it was intense. And I really try my hardest Um, to not increase my quote, especially when something is my fault. So in this case, I ate that cost, but now I ask for inspiration websites for this specific reason. So a minimalist, super simple website is gonna be done way more quickly and it's gonna be way easier on your developer than what we're starting to come across with these more modern designs with fancy features that you know are popping up more and more. So letting your developer at least have an idea of what's coming from the very beginning will help them give their quote at least a really base starting point so they don't have to add a whole bunch down the road when they see, okay, this is not you know a minimal or a normal website this is pretty involved or has these special features they'll have a warning and know what to expect going in so the second thing to ask is what pages your clients will need so ask them straight up for a list of pages and I also suggest kind of guiding them by listing out some common examples so ask them if they need things like a home page about services landing contact maybe some people want resources Um, Think about what your typical client needs and ask if they need that. Maybe you have checkboxes for them to check um, and an extra section to list out any additional pages. But for this, it's easy for them to kind of like blow through it and not think about it, which happens a lot. So encourage them to really sit back and take a second to think about it so they don't miss anything and then want to add a new page later. When you know these pages, you're going to be able to think your design through and let your developer know how many page templates will be needed. And if you think about it, making like a whole new template is much different than copying some 
um, content from like a Google Doc and pasting it into an existing template. That, that's way easier. It's not going to cost extra. But if your client needs something like a landing page, they want, you know, things like sidebar, no sidebar. They want a super crazy fancy formatted uh, services page. Those things are all going to be a little more work than what you would, you know, commonly think of as like maybe an about page or a contact page. So that's why asking for pages up front is so important. I think this is one, and actually the last question too, are two questions that you should be asking anyway. So you need to know what their inspiration is so you know what kind of design aesthetic they're looking for. But as far as the pages go, you don't want to just guess what pages your client needs. So you, like I know I have... Um, my services offer specific pages, but sometimes my clients have different pages they want done instead, mm-hmm. or they don't have anything special for that. So they would need something completely different than what another client would. So make sure that you're asking this because this is also going to affect your timeline. Like how much time are you going to have to spend on an about page and a landing page versus an about page and a services page. Yeah. So just make sure you're keeping that in mind as much as this is is something that your developer really needs to know you also really need to know this when you are giving them a quote yeah and I think where the big breakdown happens from when I've seen it is maybe not necessarily that they don't ask these questions although I I think sometimes and especially some of the ones we're going to get into they don't but it's that they try to get a quote and rush their developer to give a quote before they even like know all these things like I don't know maybe the maybe certain designers don't charge more or less based on inspiration websites or things like that so they want a quote from their developer as soon as possible before they even send like any kind of initial questionnaire and i think that's where a lot of that big problem is well and i think too sometimes i will lay lay the blame totally on the client sometimes Mm -hmm. the clients have come to us the designers and they're like i want my website launched literally in four weeks what can you do and so we are trying yeah we are trying to get as much information as possible to kind of give them the quote so we can get the project but to be honest with you the projects i've gotten where the client has been like i need this done really 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 fast i can think of one in particular that i had in november of 2014 it was a nightmare it was not worth the rush job in no way shape or form so keep that in mind if you have and do find yourself in that position where you're not asking enough questions to really Mm -hmm. be able to give enough information to your developer if it's because you feel rushed because of the deadline is it really worth it to take that project that's a really good question and a lot of the times a rush project with a developer isn't going to go well because we want to put thought into what we do. That's another person that has their own business and their own things going on. I'm trying to think if I've done any, I don't think I've done any rush projects as a partnership with a designer, but I can just imagine that being a nightmare. Like so much room for miscommunication and errors and like delays in design, meaning delays in development and holy moly. Like, yeah, I can't even think about that. So just on your intake form, ask, are you going to be a jerk? Do you need this done in two weeks? And if they check yes, just filter that straight to the trash. So there's my pro tip, expert advice. 
Take the leave it. But maybe don't start the question with, are you going to be a jerk? <laughs> just I mean, ask them their deadline. They might say yes and just save you some trouble, okay? <laughs> See, this is why I need Corey in my life. <laughs> okay, next question. Next question. Don't ask what I just said. Next question. Ask your client what special features they want. And this is where you'll get into things that are gonna require premium plugins, maybe some custom development outside of like the actual theme itself, and just more time for the setup overall. And a lot of these things aren't gonna take a lot of extra design time. Maybe you'll mock up another page. Maybe sometimes you won't even have to mock up a page, but this is where, this is one of those questions that a lot of designers don't necessarily need to ask, but it's super, super important for an accurate development quote. So a couple common examples are things like e-commerce. So do they need a shop? Are they gonna do a membership site or courses? Do they need to be able to post job listings? Um, all of this depends on what kinds of businesses you work with, but definitely ask about them. Your developer is gonna need details kind of based on what your client says they do or don't want, but asking these initial questions will at least get the conversation moving and give your developer a starting point to start thinking of. And then a couple other things that we briefly mentioned earlier that count, at least to me, as special features are things like galleries and sliders. And no, these aren't crazy complicated, but they require things like premium plugins. They need extra time for styling and extra time to upload tons and tons of images and sometimes resizing those images. So that's why little things like that, that might, you know, in your mind not be anything extra or complicated. Um, it's important for your developer to prepare for that extra time, even if it's just, you know, something super simple like uploading images. Well, and can I throw out another special feature that I have noticed, at least with the clients that I um, previously worked with, as a special feature from my experience that takes a lot of extra time figuring out how to code, these fancy menus that have drop downs with images and all kinds of fancy stuff in there. So I did this on a project last year and I did not realize how much of a pain it was going to be to figure out. So I bought this plugin. I thought it was going to be really easy to set up. It wasn't really easy to set up. I had to do extra coding to make sure that the, um, the whole menu looked good with the rest of the design. And so it's little things like this where it might look really simple, but for your developer, it is going to take a couple extra hours or more than just a couple extra hours. So that's mm -hmm. just another one of those throwing it out there because I can see those are going to get really big, especially for this like fashion beauty blogger niche that I mm -hmm. somehow work with all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something I actually don't ask about. And I should ask about, I hate those menus. I hate those menus with a passion. So I should definitely ask about that. Something else that uh, on a client project I'm working with right now, um, I was telling the ladies in my mastermind yesterday, usually I budget about three hours to code a blog and single post page. Uh, for the project I'm, I'm working on right now, I'm at about 17 hours for what was considered in her package as a blog. 
And holy moly, you guys, this is no vlog you've ever seen before. I can't wait to release the portfolio update on my site because it's amazing. But holy cow, you know, they want their tags connected to their categories this way and their tag page to be different based on the category and pull the opt-in from the category. And same with the post, either do the post that's def defined in the post or pull the opt-in from the category instead. And it's like, holy moly, like it's amazing. But oh man, we need to ask about those things, guys, okay? Because no, no way can this happen again for me or anybody else. So that's why special features are so important. Three hours turns into 17 really quickly, unless you're doing the coding yourself, then it feels like five years. But that's, that's beside the point. <laughs> well, and I think that one goes into what is the inspiration the client has, yeah. because, um, Granted, you've worked with her, so I'm going to be like, Krista, you should have known a little oh, tiny bit better. I have charged her, but it's just not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but this is definitely a situation where, you know, if your developer can see that your client has inspiration for these really creative sites, then they're going to know to budget a lot more time in their schedule and also charge a lot more. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, that goes right back to the inspiration websites. It really does. Interrupting the parts of your design projects you love for tasks you don't enjoy doing isn't any fun. For a lot of designers, one of the most frustrating parts of a web design project is the coding and anything else tech related. The design comes easy to you, but then you have to spend hours and hours Googling how to make a simple change to the template you're using to make it just right. Luckily, it doesn't have to be this way. In the free Get Back to Design email series, you'll learn all about how to partner up with the developer on your design projects so you can ditch the code and do more of what you love. We'll talk about what to know before going into your first collaboration, what the process looks like, and how to find the perfect developer for you. To learn more about this free series, head over to getbacktodesign.co slash series. So the fourth question I have for you to ask your client is, do they need their email marketing platform set up and what kinds of integrations do they want? So some integrations are going to be included no matter what developer you choose. Things like having opt-in forms, that's pretty standard. But things like completely setting up the platform or creating custom pop-ups or landing pages, those are going to be things that are extra and your client might just assume that you'll help them get the platform set up or that, you know, a pop-up isn't a big deal. Um, but if it's something custom, it is going to be a big, big deal and um, have a little bit of extra time that needs to be allowed. Um, so it's better to ask about these specific things up front than find out partway through a project that they, for example, expected their lead pages account to be set up or had uh, a landing page included in the design, like I mentioned a second ago. So the fifth question is, do they need a domain or content transferred? So I found that a lot of clients actually assume this is going to be included and maybe like mention it as kind of an afterthought, like, oh, by the way, I'm on Squarespace or whatever, if it's if we're talking about a WordPress site, or by the way, I want to switch my hosting from here to here, no big deal. Um, but if they're moving from like Blogger to WordPress or WordPress to Squarespace, that's something your developer needs to know and allow extra time for. And the same with domain transfers. Yes, sometimes it's easy, not a big deal, but it is an extra service and sometimes it's it is a big deal depending on who the domain is purchased through. So to keep this from something that just kind of randomly pops up or doesn't make itself apparent until your developer goes to do the install, ask about it upfront in your initial questionnaire.
Yeah, if you do not want to be stuck having to deal with any of this kind of technical stuff, definitely make sure that your developer knows because Mm -hmm. from personal experience, domain transfers and content transfers are not fun. No, no good. I I hate actually anything with hosting. I find out that I hate, so warn me about that up front. Our last question is just kind of an open-ended question to ask your client about what else they need or what else they envision in their website. And this is nice and simple, but it's going to help them, hopefully in most cases, open their mind up and think about things that they would have missed in the more really specific questions you asked. So this is a section where you're always going to have to be ready to kind of dig in and ask more if they just casually throw something out there like, oh, I think it would be cool to have this thing that they assume is super simple. Um, But it's just good to have this open-ended general question as a kind of catch-all for anything else that would need to be included in the website. So as a recap for this episode, asking your client questions before going to your developer is going to help the entire process move more smoothly, both your own process and everything having to do with your developer. Um, So add these questions to your own intake form to make the quoting process easy and go nice and quick. And your developer should be able to use this information to make a quote that does not need to budge. So your action step for today is simply to add the six questions we talked about to your own intake form to make your next collaboration go more smoothly. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Oh, 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 oh